D&D Outdoors is brought to you by Headline Outdoors. Download the Headline Outdoors streaming app on Roku TV or Amazon Fire TV and watch Season 1 with Season 2 coming out in April. It's also brought to you by the Southwestern Outdoorsman. Visit the Southwestern Outdoorsman at www.southwesternoutdoorsman.com and use code BISON and get free shipping on all BISON products. Back everybody to D and D outdoors. We got some fun stuff coming down the pipeline today. We definitely want to give a listen to. Um, we're definitely we're going to start out today with, of course, you know, my home state and our lovely game and fish department, the Arizona Game and Fish. Um, as you know, we talked about back back um, a couple episodes ago how they uh, decided not to build ban trail cameras, and that you know they're going to go ahead and kind of put a moratorium on the band and then um, decide later in a couple years if they're going to go ahead and follow through with the band. And then about two weeks ago on a Friday night, they came out. Um, someone leaked it from the Game and Fish to a, a fellow hunter that the Game and Fish is now doing an emergency order in the interest of public safety on trail cameras. So that's always fun. Yeah, any of the times they come in in the middle of the night and want to do something, push something, yeah, it's, it's in the best interest of everybody. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, trying to figure out how trail cameras are a danger to the public is definitely something I'm very interested in finding out because, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how we are people – I don't think people are getting murdered over it. It depends. You catch somebody trying to take your trail camera. And, yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, I mean, out here, obviously, people do steal trail cameras, um, because people are just, you know, special kind of people that, and it's technically not against the law because it's considered abandoned property. But it's just ridiculous. And then. But is it starting to backfire them a little bit? So they just came out now um, the other day that they're having a panel of the Game and Fish and then um, other, like, they're going to bring in hunters, too, which will be nice, of public representatives of, like, I guess, looking at the names, like, some of them are kind of known hunters in Arizona. But before the big, like, when before the trail camera band was happening, there wasn't too much, like, uh, outside hunting companies or hunting groups that were like really uh, defending it. But now we got like SCIs now involved in it. So that's going to be fun. Now the big, like kind of the bigger hunting groups are now like, well, what the hell are you guys doing now? And that's good. They need to step in and they have a bigger voice than the, the us little guys. Did. Exactly. And they have the money to fight it. I mean, I, I'm sure plenty of, Hunters, our members of SCIs are different hunting organizations, and I think it's going to be now that they officially like because they didn't say anything, and they just put out a statement, I believe, on Monday that they're going to go to battle for us too, which is going to be nice. Because no matter how much us little guys, you know, kind of fight at the end of the day, unless a big corporation like that jumps in, but it takes a big corporation like that to get the spotlight. Because more than likely, yeah, your local news might say something about it, but anything outside of the state, nobody else would know nothing about it. Exactly. And like a really good example is 
um, the California black bear hunts that they're trying to ban black bear hunting altogether about a month ago that we talked about on the show. And I mean, all the big hunting act like pro hunting groups jumped on and they had that bill shut down within, I think two days. So hopefully it gains more traction in the hunting community. I mean, our love, and then I mean, Game and Fish has spent so much time on these trail cameras that we were supposed to have our elk and pronghorn draw results out last Friday. And you're now listening to this on Thursday, March 4th. So if something changes between now and when this episode gets released, which will be tomorrow on March 5th, they still haven't done the draw. And that's, that's basically pissing off a whole lot of people, too, isn't it? Yeah. So this year, there's 18,000 more hunters that put in for the elk and pronghorn draw. So it's the biggest year ever. 117,000 people put in for these tags. You got about 100,000 people that are pissed off about it. Now, do y'all have to put a deposit in with the tags? Um, no. You have to put – so you pay a $13 fee to put in, which is non-refundable. But then if you get drawn, um, then your card gets hit, and then that's when the money comes out. But a lot of the problems that people now are complaining online about is either now their credit cards are expiring <laughs> because they need to get new credit cards. Or they, um, which makes sense, they budgeted it in their budget for it to be drawn on this week, but now if they get drawn, they might not have the money to pay for it. Yeah. So it's just, and yeah, game and, the Game and Fish, is, they're kind of just giving us the run around. They're like, well, we use the new company and all this this year, but I just don't really understand how this new, if, this new company, you should have anticipated this a long time before the draw came in. At least do a trial run before you go live with it. Yes. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could have done it in the, um, like when you put in in August for Havelina, Turkey, and Bison. There's not many punters that put in that draw. I mean, I would probably guess maybe thirty to 40,000, so about a quarter of it. Yeah. I mean, you could have, and no, one, no one's going to be complaining about if their pig tag's not drawn on time. But when you get into elk and especially like some of the out-of-staters need to start playing their trip out here and all this. And then so um, wait to see if they get drawn to put in other states that do a later draw like New Mexico and all that to see if they get drawn. Um, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so if they don't get drawn for Arizona, then they'll start putting in for the other states because right. Arizona is one of the first draws. Utah's deadline is um, next week, and so is uh, New Mexico. Yeah, that that puts a big old monkey wrench in a whole lot of people's plans in. Yeah, yeah, because if you want to put in, then what, you get drawn for two elk pegs? <laughs> That's going to make a lot of people mad. Ooh. Yeah. So... We will, we will see how that goes. But, anyways, but that's that's just news out here. Anything exciting happening back in the east? Uh, I, I posted it in the Facebook page about what was it, Oklahoma, <laughs> where the guy had presented a bill to make a Sasquatch hunting season. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a fun tag to get. How much do you think a Sasquatch tag is gonna cost? I 
glanced over the article. I didn't read too much into it. Uh, I saw somewhere where a guy put on a ghillie suit or an ape costume, something, to try to scare somebody, and the person hit him with the car. So I. Could be a yeah, I feel like this. Leave. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be something that's going to backfire in the long run. And I wonder how many. I mean, I guarantee there's got to be people out there that are that would buy a Bigfoot tag just to say they bought one. I mean, unless they are going about like you have the TV shows. Well, what is it, Bigfoot hunters or Sasquatch hunters or whatever? If they are making them buy, yeah, you got to buy a tag to go do this. Yeah, which that would make sense. Yeah. That's, I mean, like here we have, if we go into the national forest to do anything, hunting, fishing, uh, trapping, hiking, whatever you're doing on national forest, you have to buy a, a what they call a national forest stamp. Oh, really? Yeah, it's four dollars. It's up to four dollars a year. I remember when it was two dollars, but yeah, four dollars a year. Yeah, you can go do it. Gotcha. Yeah, we have something similar like that out here. It's state trust land. You have to have a hunting license or a fishing license to go on it. But other than that, are we don't? I don't. There's some places like where the lakes are at, and um, we're like high recreation areas. We have to buy a national forest pass. But I mean, some of the forests up north, you just kind of you don't have to buy it. But I mean, that's another good way to increase revenue in a way. Um, Colorado just en- enacted that too, I believe. Colorado's bringing in a whole lot of money up there. Yeah, that they are. But I know Colorado also, because um, I know at the beginning or last year, we were talking about how they're reintroducing wolves there. And now from what I've been reading is it's going to become, because pretty much who introduced, wanted, voted for the wolves to be introduced there were the people in like the metro area, Denver and Boulder, where a high population is. But now what I've been reading is they're going to introduce the state legislator where if the counties that the wolves are going to be introduced to, they have to approve it first. They just can't, game and fish just can't go plop wolves in there. But there's wolves already in Colorado too. Okay, so I take my county, I say no, but your county says yes. So you dump them in your county. Are they going to stop at the county line? I. That's a good question. I mean, I mean, shock collars on them. You know, you cross the line, you go get yeah. shocked by these are. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, and Wolf, they probably wouldn't even feel it. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's going I mean, looking where the most of the counties where they want to put the wolves are all those counties are anti-wolf anyway, so I doubt there'd be many counties that this does pass that would approve the wolves being put in there. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's are rural counties and. Where a lot of ranching takes place, and the ranchers don't want it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe Colorado will make a Bigfoot season too. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well try to reintroduce Bigfoot. Maybe Washington State will follow in <laughs> behind them. I, if it's money to be made, I'm surprised that Virginia hadn't done it. Yeah. Do you guys have Bigfoot out there supposedly? It, probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I just, I just when I think of Oklahoma, though, I don't think of like where Bigfoot's are at. Like, I mean, I guess there's forests there, but I don't really think of it as a 
foresty area. Dust Bowl comes to mind when I think of Oklahoma. I might be wrong on that, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know there's elk hunting there, I believe. There's a couple elk tags, but I mean, maybe down in the southwestern corner of the state, kind of where New Mexico runs into it, because I I think maybe southern Colorado, too, possibly. I'm not very good at geography when it comes to that, so. Yeah, never been out there, so I really don't know either. Yeah, either have I, but I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be into when the first person gets shot and their gorillas dude out there. Yeah, how are you gonna explain that yeah, to everybody. the family? Exactly. Your so and so was dumb enough to go out there in a gorilla suit in the middle of uh, a season here. <laughs> Yeah, makes that makes a lot of sense. But you never, I mean, with all the crazies nowadays, you never know what yeah, will happen. It, it amazes me that it's sad, but amazes me that you can look through the news and you see, you know, so and so got shot while hunting. How? If you're wearing blaze orange, how? I mistook him for a turkey. Yeah, I'm big turkey. A turkey and a person do not look anything alike. If if a person's sitting in a tree, they don't look alike. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it just doesn't, I think, I wonder if, like, the people getting shot are, like, newer hunters. Because, I mean, people that have been hunting for a while, you always should know, like, be sure you're target. Right. Just don't go shooting at anything that moves. It's... I remember hunting with a, a cousin of mine that the wind blew a bush near us, and he turned around and he shot the bush. It was... Oh, gee. Uh, I remember going to South Carolina with my dad, and they stuck us on a place called Boggy Creek, which the whole Bigfoot thing, and my dad was always telling me, yeah, we'll, we'll hunt Boggy Creek. I'm hunting Bigfoot now, and I remember him coming back in, and he said, you know, he thought somebody was down there moving around in the bush. He couldn't see nobody. He, he, yeah. And he said something to the guys, you know, it's a good thing I don't do sound shots, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, do you have to wear orange um, out, out where you're at? Yes. Uh, archery yeah. season, you do not. But I – will during muzzleloader season and I will have it somewhere around me on rifle season even though I am on my own property and nobody should be there. Yeah, but you just never know. Yes, it's a whole lot of stupid people out there. Yeah. You can post as many private property signs and people are like, eh, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I mean, out here, Arizona is one of the few western states that don't require any, any orange at it during any season, which is interesting. I mean, I always put an orange cap on unless I'm bow hunting, but, I mean, because out here, I mean, there's a lot, like you say, people just shoot at movement. Yeah, I mean. And if you shoot me. I don't, I don't, I want, when I take game, I want to have a, a clean kill. I don't want them to suffer. I don't feel like having to try. Yeah. No. That can be real sucky for me. Yeah, that just makes more work. I remember, uh, was it was probably about 10, 10, 12 years ago. 
my dad, we were out, we had a cow elk hunt, and my dad shot this elk, perfect shot, and the elk ran like maybe 10 feet and fell and then rolled down to the bottom of the canyon. <laughs> it was horrible. Because if the elk fell like two feet close over, it wouldn't have fell at all, but it dropped dead and kept on rolling. It was it was not a fun pack out. No, it did not, which is good. But yeah, putting elk and then hiking out of a, up a canyon when it could have just been on a nice little flat part that you could get your ATV to definitely added some fun to the day. Shot it with a rifle. Yeah, yeah, it was a good shot. It was right through the heart, so I think it just took. I mean, elks are tough, so it took a couple steps, yeah, but no. and ran a little. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, if if it's a tough shot, I don't. I I mean. I don't, I don't like taking long shots because that's just more work to go get, get it. Yeah, you got to be good with in longer shots anyway. Here, it, it's – you might get out to 100 yards. Very rarely you'll find anything over that. Yeah, I know. Um, in Arizona, down like the southern units when you're coos hunting and there's kind of open big ravines with big draws, I mean, you could – People are taking five, six hundred yard shots, but that's—I've never done it. But if you're down there, you you kind of have to be ready for that, just simply because there's no there's no way between you and the deer to even get any closer. I, again, I, I it was the same trip with my dad to South Carolina, and they had a thousand yard target set up out in a field. They—they they had to take us by it to where we were going to hunt at anyway. You know, I remember, I remember yeah. going by it, you're sitting there at the bench, and it's like a little orange square out there. <laughs> and then when we pull by it on the yeah. side by side, it's a full sheet of plywood. Jeez. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, I, you, I guess you better have some good scope on your rifle to even be able to see, to get close to it. But, I don't I mean that's. I try to keep it three hundred and closer. I try to get it closer than three hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's yeah. The more farther, the bigger of a pain. It. I mean, like the people that take those hundred to to hundred and fifty yard bow shots. I'm like, what the, what? The, that's just. I don't know. I don't think I can kill a deer, but I mean they do it. I don't know what they're pulling back on, but. Yeah, go ahead. It, is it a bow or a crossbow now? Uh, so in Arizona, you can only use compound or compound bows and recurve bows. You can't use crossbows unless you um, have a disability. And you have to get a special permit through the state. Okay, we started out like that. You know, back when I was younger, you know, everybody would pick on you if you'd even talk about a crossbow. That's for handicapped people. That's for people with shoulder issues. That's for this. That's for that. That's, it migrated yeah. now to where... You see more of those in the sporting goods sh- shops here than you do for bows. Really? That's yeah. We don't. I've never. I seen. I see a couple for sale in the bow shops here, but I mean, it's kind of the same out here. That's how it is. If you use a crossbow and you look healthy, you can get a lot of crap no matter what. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, who who cares what you use as long as you're out there enjoying it? That's exactly. 
I, my main thing is, you know, people are so worried about, oh, you're hunting with a bow, oh, you're hunting with a rifle, you're, you're hunting with a muzzle. Who cares? We're hunting. We're a group. We need to stick together. Worry about that or try exactly. to cut your, your hunting. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, as you said, we're a group and there's not many, I mean, there's a good amount of hunters, but we're outnumbered by a lot in the world and we don't need any more rift between us that there already is against us. Well, since we're talking about bows, you know, my dad always would mention something about, you know, what would, what is worse, taking an arrow, a broadhead, and going through the animal, or going in and stopping? I, don't, I mean, either one would probably suck. I mean, you got razor blades coming in you. Um, I, I mean, I'm under the impression that it's stopping because you probably aren't going to bleed as much. But I don't know. What's your opinion on that? I'm with the stopping. I think going through would hurt a lot more. If it went through, you only got one channel. But if it stops in you and you're moving, then those razor blades are cutting you inside more. So I, I don't know either. I guess that's true. I think, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm, either way, it kind of gives me the goosebumps on that one. <laughs> I say neither. Like, Is yeah. that an option? Would you rather be shot? Would you rather be shot with an arrow or a, a gun or a bullet? Oh, uh, I'd go the arrow, the tight with the little suction cups on the end of them. Yeah, the ones that you can get yeah, in the kids' store. with those. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't... If anybody's been shot by an arrow, let us know what that felt like, please. I believe an arrow would be worse than a bullet. Yeah, I do, too, because at least bullets are kind of clean and straight path. And they even if they get stuck in you, they aren't really moving yeah, too much, a, you know? Uh, Either way, I mean, I probably... I don't even know. I mean, especially, I don't, I've never, I don't, yeah, that's a tough one. I think I would go with a bullet too, but I don't, it's just, with bow hunting, you just is so, you can't take really long shots. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess people get shot with guns at close range. I guess probably the same thing with a bow. But, I mean, I guess it also yeah, depends where yeah. you get hit at. Yeah, if, like, went through, like, your arm muscle or your, something that might not hurt as much. But if you get in, like, the chest or the guts, oh, that's not going to be fun. No other <laughs> torso altogether. Yeah. No, that's going to hurt. That's either way. I mean, you're going to probably have, at least you'll, you'll have, a, I guess, maybe a good story if you're at the pool or something. Be like, how'd you get that scar? I got shot by an arrow. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh man yeah it's definitely an interesting time for outdoorsmen and just kind of all these stories that are coming out yeah. now but it'll be it's gonna be fun. i think it's gonna be a interesting next couple of years with the hunters more hunters getting into it but then more attacks on hunting just to see how how it's all gonna play out here soon i saw and was it a question i actually did have for you too is i know i saw them out in uh maryland in what's called Prince George County, they, they just lifted deer hunting. They allowed it on Sundays now. 
So I guess in certain states you can't hunt on certain days of the uh, week. You go back again to here, it used not be, it was, you know, Monday through Saturday. And within the last five or six years here, they just allowed it for Sunday hunting on private property. Gotcha. That's interesting. I just, I don't, I guess, I guess to give the animals a break from getting shot at all week or church, religious, gotcha. I mean, you can go to church and get out yeah, in the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's certain stores I've been in in the further south than us that you go in there on a Sunday and it's uh, what is it called the Blue Market Law, Blue Law, or something like that, where it's you can only buy food and drinks. You can't go shop for clothes. You can't go in the sport goods section. They actually had it roped off. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'll be. I mean, I. I think they're one. I think Pennsylvania just allowed Hyundai, Hyundai, Sunday hunting. <laughs> that was a tough tongue twister. And then also, I saw that in the county in Maryland, and it sounds like now Virginia did it a while back. So it'll be interesting to see if they start allowing more hunting on seven days a week. I mean, it's more money for them. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, more money, more time out in the woods, and. I know in like certain places in like Colorado that you can only hunt Monday through Friday, and that's just because you're in like areas where people like to go hike at. And people like to hike on Saturday and Sundays because they're off from work. Yeah. Yeah, and so to keep the hunter conflict down, which I mean that makes sense in kind of the high population yeah. areas, but. Um, it's only certain certain areas, but it sounds like in these states, it's more of like your like Virginia is is that statewide? You can't hunt on Sunday except private property. I believe it is. It is. Gotcha. That's that. I just as we always talk about, it's crazy just how every state differs when it comes to the regulation of hunting and fishing. Oh man, but so how are we? We're getting close. I think to having people on yeah, the show, I'm right? Yeah, looking at it now. It's uh, thirty-five likes away from hitting our goal. Woo. 35. So as we said, once we get to 500 likes on our Facebook page, we're definitely going to have one of you guys on the show, talk to you about your hunting experiences and kind of all, all the different ways that you've hunted and what, what got you into hunting and just kind of just your open floor like we do just to talk about hunting, fishing, or whatever outdoors you would like to talk about. Unless you're part of the Arizona Game of Fish. Then we're just going to talk about trail cameras. And why you can't draw tags. <laughs> yeah, and why, yeah, why you can't draw tags. We've got a lot of questions for you guys. So, oh, man. Well, and as always, just be sure to give us a like. As we said, 35 more likes on Facebook. Like us on Instagram, D&D Outdoors. And also just be sure to, you know, like, give us five stars if you're listening to us on wherever you listen to your podcast at and we'll talk to you guys soon